We'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Oh, Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Welcome to episode number eight of The Take. Here we are again, brought to you by bettingsite.com.au. William. Yep. Happy birthday for last week. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. We had some fun. It was. Saturday night was great. Shout out to um, Anthony Watmow, Anthony Watmow, Chucky Watmow. He let us all in there at uh, Cubby's Kitchen in at uh, Surrey Hills. We only rang him, I think, the day before, and he, he let about 22 of us in, so it was great. Beautiful food, good company, mate. That's all I need at this age. Yeah, it was um, It was actually – get yourself there, actually, if you like. Uh, if you like Middle Eastern food, it was wonderful, uh, actually. And what it led to, William, was, uh, as people probably know, we do a Twitter game every week. Yeah. And uh, we picked the Twitter game. We picked the Twitter game, which was technically the worst game of all time, but we yeah. picked that game for two reasons. One, I was on the piss on Friday night and two, and Saturday. we were both on the piss Saturday night and we yeah. thought, here we go. What happened on Sunday, Will? Well, I didn't really expect it, but I was down at Doyle's <laughs> the, whole day, the whole day from about 11.30. Totally forgot about the, um, the Twitter game. And I was th- I was thinking I could I could watch it in Watson's Bay or something. I actually did think about it, and um, I thought, you know what, fuck it, I'll just wing it. I'll just go. I'll just go off what you're saying. I watched it on KO a little bit. I was like, okay. And then, you know, um, don't get me. I thought Tamalolo was playing. He, he got was named. named. He He's got named, named and I was thinking, you know what, this will be a good tweet. Fucking can't wait for Tamalolo to play. He's got some point. He's got a point to prove. I can't wait to see him back. And then it just all happened. I was like, oh wow, he's not you. You message me, Garno. He's not playing, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just went from there, mate. Oh, you got to own it. And then anyway, hey, I told everyone, look, it's my birthday. Fuck it, I can do what I want. It was actually my favourite Twitter game of the yeah. Game. It was. It was because fun. I just spent the whole time explaining that you're on the piss. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, this week's. Actually, no worry about this week. Tonight, William, Paul Gallen, uh, one of your old – Yeah. You played with him too. Teammate. Yeah. yeah. Old teammate. Rival. Good man. Um, he's fighting Lucas Brown in what I would say has been the most ridiculous verbal build-up to yeah. a fight in quite some time. <laughs> has that – I mean, obviously they're trying to sell a fight. Oh, do you reckon – the thing that gets me is that these two blokes, they're both – they're tough blokes, right? No one no one can deny that they're tough blokes. And people that want to see a fight are going to watch – I think it will be a scrappy sort of fight because Galen will come forward and yeah. Brown will – but is that just part of it now? Have you just got to say words like – It just sad. And- it sells. I mean, Gal, Gal's just – Gal's the, else, the A side of boxing in Australia. And I just don't think guys like – you know, Big Daddy Brown, who's been in the game for 20-plus years and he's been grinding and grinding and travelling all around the world and then next minute, you know, an ex-footballer decides to be a professional boxer and he's, you know, raking in half a mil every single fight, you know, mm. getting Mark Hunt and Barry Hall and he's done a great job, gal. I've got nothing but respect for the man and he's he has nailed it. You know what I mean? He, he's had, had such a great career. He's got a great career on Channel 9. Now he's controlling boxing in Australia, heavyweight boxing. So he's like, he's the dude. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can understand from all the professional boxers who's been doing it since day one. He's got, oh, he has got the utmost respect for all the boxers. Don't get me wrong. But he's selling these fights. Yeah. He's coming at them. And I don't think Big Daddy's like ready for the shit that, uh, that Gal's saying. Because Gal don't give a fuck. He does not care. He's going to go in there and mix, and mix it with anybody. He's a tough dude, man. He does, and he puts the work in. He looks kind of surprised every time there's a press conference. Lucas Brown, like, what is this bloke? Why are you doing this? He's like, why are you, why are you hurt? Why are you got, hurting my? I got feelings, mate. I got feelings. feelings. You got, you know. But that's what Gal's like, and you know, he's um, look, he's done the right job. He's he's done the right thing. Everybody tonight will be tuning in yeah. on main event and um, he's done a great job and people either want to see him. He's probably in that position now where you know he wasn't very liked in Queensland. You know, and some people in New South Wales, are, you know, if you weren't a Cronulla fan, you probably didn't like Paul Gowan. You know, unless you know the bloke. You've got to know the bloke. 
I know the bloke, so I respect the guy, and he's a good guy. He's a good bloke. But a lot of people want to see him get beat, especially north of the border, all around Australia, because they'll be looking and going, who's this ex, ex-rugby league player? But he's controlling the game. So, Well, Paul Gallen, if you're, you, I know you're a massive fan of the show. You'll listen to this tomorrow. Uh, I now He's probably listening to it right now. Just warm up for the fight. Yeah, uh, he's watching it live. Hey, Gal. I, I now manage Willie Mason, and he's calling you out. <laughs> we'll, we'll fight for a million dollars. I'm on 10%. Uh, we'll fight you I'll, anywhere. I'll call out uh, Little Daddy Brown. It'll, <laughs> it'll be three one-minute rounds. Yeah. Uh, all right. So one thing oh, – I don't know. Speaking of, of circuses, which is essentially what this Gallon Brown lead-up has been, Yeah. there's been a bit of a circus with the judiciary in the last 24 hours. You've got South – obviously, Latrell Mitchell got a four-game suspension – South have just come out before we went on, on, you know, on air or whatever you want to call what we do. But they came out. Now, they've sent a, an angry letter. They've sent a mum letter into <laughs> the NRL <laughs> saying, we're going to be watching what happens now with – I mean, there's been shit decisions at the judiciary since the beginning of time. There's no consistency. Why would no. you get upset about it now? I don't understand. I mean, we read that before we got on air. And um, it is – it's like, an, like your mum writing – Writing a really, really mean letter to the principal. Dear sir. Dear sir. Like um, Dear Mr. all Valandis. these other kids have been acting like that. Why mm. did you pinpoint my son out? Mm. Valandis is going to grab that and probably blow his nose with it. Yeah. That's it. He would not give a fuck. He probably wouldn't even look at it. It's just the way that, you know, that's the way Sousa handled it. Hey, they, would they have done it if it was anyone else but Latrell Mitchell? You know what I mean? If it was a Liam Knight or, a, you know, McNicholas or something like that, not mm. a bigger name, they wouldn't have cared. You know, Latrell's there. He's, he's the key to that team. But it'll just show how much depth they got. But, like, writing that writing that letter, man, you just don't do that. Other codes don't do that. Other codes get fined. If, you go, if you're trying to, like, disrespect the AFL or the NFL, like, from, a, from your club – there's repercussions to that, but like you know, NRL's got some different rules, and we, you can pretty much do what you want here. But um, I don't know if there's a fashion judiciary anywhere, but Latrell Mitchell wearing that puffer jacket thing underneath his suit, that'd be referred straight as a grade one. Did he wear that? Oh, I was awful. It was <laughs> oh my just, God. I don't know what. I've never seen I a bloke wear a, a puffer vest. I just, under yeah. A, what, what do you think of the um, just the ruling anyway? Oh, look. <laughs> I mean, obviously, our, our weekend, we had a sizable weekend, and we sat down this morning, we were talking about... No, I honestly didn't see it. And I said, Radley... What I do, what I do, if I do have a big weekend, people, I watch all the games on the Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, I didn't. I, I just didn't. didn't think it was that. Like, obviously, when you, when you watch games, and I would usually watch them on mute as well, because I can't fucking cop the commentators. And so I just, I just, I listen to it, and I just make it up in my own head, and I'm like, "Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that bad." And then you watch the news and the build up, and if I and if you watch that on Friday night, the build up over the whole weekend, if you're watching the papers, you think Latrell Mitchell has stabbed him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So when you watch it on a Monday and you don't listen to all the bullshit media, you wouldn't think anything of it. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I try, and that's why I try and get build my own, you know, my own perception of the whole thing. And I just think people have got to understand. Latrell hasn't got a good record. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's how the judiciary works. Guys like Luke O'Donnell, Sam Burgess, these Morley. players who Morley repeat offenders. You know, you're, it doesn't get clean. Like you got to be for like clean for like seven years or some shit, and then you get like a clean slate. Like it doesn't happen. Latrell's only twenty-two. He's been suspended a couple of times. You just got to like I'm, I'm I'm friends with Latrell. Excuse me. And I had, I've had a conversation with him and we were talking about, and we were talking about this specifically, like the, just his aggression in the games. I said, dude, you've got you to calm that down because 10 years ago when everybody was watching it, you sort of get desensitised to everyone. You, you think it's just the norm. Everyone just fucking putting niggles in, elbows in. You know, everybody was sort of putting that niggle in. There was fights around. There was fights around. You know what I mean? There wouldn't be niggles unless there was fights. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or vice versa. So they've cut all that stuff out of the game. So if you're the only one doing that kind of stuff, it sticks out so much. What about Jack Hetherington? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, even, even things like that. But like just say with Latrell, he just goes, fuck, bro, I'm just an aggressive person. He's just an aggressive kid. On the field. Off the field, he's an angel. 
But on the field, he just needs to calm down a little bit and just understand the repercussions to little things like this. Because talking about, you know, people that have got bad judiciary records or whatever, Hetherington's got one of the worst judiciary records. And these you know, kids are young. And he's only young. Like, I mean, he's, he's getting to a point now where every single time he does anything, he's going to get... He's going to get weeks. Yeah. So you've got to be careful. So what do you think of that tackle when you saw that? Well... Do you know what, Will? I saw it for the first time this morning after saying to you that it was exactly the same as the Victor Radley one, and it was not. It was nothing like it. He genuinely... He could have pulled out. He propped and he set and he went straight for Valentine's Holmes' head. So, yeah. look, I, I can understand why he got the suspension he did, especially with, like, a record at judiciary that stinks like that. And the clubs will be so... You know, the dogs will be so disappointed in him because he's probably been a bright light in a team that's gone really, really, really bad and that's been nice. He's been going all right. He's probably their best forward. And he led that kick chase. His effort's been great. You know, like, it wasn't like the Victor Radley where he got off-footed, wrong-footed, and then he just stuck his arm out. Like, he he knew. He planted his feet, and he could have went low, or he could have hit around the ball, but he just went, fuck it, I'm going to hit him around the head. What do you reckon about the storm with Munster, that whole Munster thing? So, so Radley hits him. I mean, it was a – I mean, he just touched him, really, but – he went off for an HIO. Two minutes later, he's back on, and then the Storm have basically come out and said there was nothing wrong. We just used it as an interchange. But, I mean... It shouldn't change the fact that it, it was a high shot. No. it's. I mean, do, do, does, does, do you reckon Radley gets a bit of a pass, Mark, because the Storm said that? Maybe. Uh, how else has he gotten a pass? Why has he got a pass? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, was it was the, was the tackle that bad? Was it exactly the same as Hetherington's? Yeah, exactly. It was way worse than he- it was way worse than Hetherington's. Now, I mean, like, that's what probably Latrell's going to be. You know, like South with the with the really mean Angry letter, letter, the really mean letter that they sent to Valandis. That's probably gonna, they're going to put that in there. Yeah. You know, like what about what about this? He stuck his hand out. He did all that kind of stuff, and and he got nothing. You know, I, I, I looked at all those tackles. I, I looked at Latrell's, and uh, the only reason why I know Latrell got four weeks is because of his record. Yeah. And he stuck his hand out when he just – he just didn't have to. You know what I mean? Like, there's just little things like that that he's got to cut out of his game, you know, because you don't want to get – like, imagine this was like round, you know, first semi. Major semi, Can, yeah. you, can you imagine that? You know, like, he's going to – he's got four weeks. Origin's going to start. He needs all the match fitness he can get. Mm. You know, like, so you sort of, you're letting yourself down, you're letting your team down. He's got to understand this, because I don't think he's been suspended for this long. He surely, for four weeks. And he surely would have been getting picked in the state of origin. He's getting picked in the state of origin, Simon. He's the best, he's still the best left centre in the game. Yeah. I do not give a fuck who they picked there. They could, they, what they pick? They try to pick Gutherson there, they try to pick White in there. No, you pick Luttrell. Yeah. And I don't give a shit who they pick on that right side. Pick, I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd pick, um... I'll probably pick Jack White at five eight. Yeah, and my right side centre would be Tom Tommy Trebojevic. How good was he? He's a freak, mate. We'll talk about them later, anyway. But look, I think the whole thing that we've got at the moment with the judiciary, and I don't know why it blows up. It's funny, you know. There's the thing that I find strange is that there's odd stroke shit decisions at the judiciary every week but then there's something happens and there's one thing and then everyone jumps on it. And I'll tell you what, now for the next three weeks. Every time someone gets charged and they go to judiciary, everyone will be like, oh, what about this? What about and like, And, and then no one will care again. And they're trying to act like the judiciary's never been like this. It's always It has fucking forever been like this. Yeah. It's nonstop. I mean, I remember I remember one time, it was probably 2001 or two, like I thought like Jim Hall, the great Jim Hall, he was on the judiciary for years and years and he told me to fight. I, mean, I had to miss out on one of the most important games. It was Canterbury versus uh, Parrot in a, in a semifinal. Nah, you 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 you'll get through. You know, you're thinking, you know, the, the, the old bulldogs how they got a lot of pull. So I said, should I fight it? Cop just like or cop the early plea, and I'll you know cop a week or I'll, I'll fight it and then if, if, um, eventually probably get like the worst case scenario, two or three weeks. So I went in there just on his you know on his fucking I don't know his prowess so. like he's yeah. just you know, and he goes, all right, and then come out and goes, yeah, you got three weeks. <laughs> Sat test went, what the fuck? I could have got the I could have got the early oh, plea. Yeah. And it was just a spear tackle. And I mean when I say just a spear tackle, I mean I wasn't driving his head into the ground. It was just lifting horizontal. You know, but like don't try and act like, you know I, I hate it when people try and act like they're just against 
them personally. Oh, it's, it's just yeah. not They're because just, it's, it's just so the subjective. judiciary are just fucked. It's so I subjective. really fucking hate them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they just make the wrong decisions year in and year out, week in and week out. They get fucking. They get ex players in there. They make the worst decisions. It's just like you can't win. It's just it's ridiculous. I've never been a fan of the judiciary. They make the worst decisions, mate. So I don't give a shit. I reckon the, the I lost interest in the judiciary once when I was in about year five and I used to collect cards, those rugby league cards, and I yeah. could never get Mal Cochran. Couldn't find him. Mal Cochran. And then he was on the judiciary, and I went, I don't care for this judiciary. Mal Cochran. Here couple, he is. Can't a couple of times card. I got suspended, man. I was looking at some of the dudes that were on the judiciary. I'm like, you ain't fucking suspended nearly your whole career. Yeah. And you suspended me. Plenty of time. Like you'd, you'd think, you'd, you'd think that like when getting an ex player, they would understand being in those positions and being and, and in that, but they just don't. I don't know what they do, but like, do you know I, what I love? I'm as not well. a big fan. Everybody gets dressed up in a suit and they got lawyers. You it's, actually think like you're on trial? It's not hey. a court. You know, everyone's. You actually off. think seriously like case. when you're getting like cross examined, like you're fucking um. <laughs> Perry Mason. What's you got his, what? I NCIS. thought I was O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I actually thought I was O.J. Simpson getting um, cross-examined. He got off. You and, didn't. <laughs> he, got, he got off You're and still, I get fucking two weeks. You get three weeks. <laughs> uh, the other thing that happened that's kind of, I mean, it's not the same, obviously, but English Premier League, and, and, and I'm not a huge fan of, of soccer or football, we don't call it. Football. But... They basically, 12 of the richest clubs in the world decided that they were better than everyone else and they were going to create a Super League, which is not that dissimilar to what happened in the Super League war. It's all fallen over because essentially the fans don't want that. You know, they don't yeah. want any of that sort of carry on. They don't, they don't care about the money and the bottom line and they just want their club to be playing. So a similar happened thing happened in rugby league. You, you probably got your start with the Hunter Mariners. Yeah. That was where you first signed. It was a little as bit a, different. I mean, as, a, as a player, do you care? Like, if you're an English soccer player, do you care who pays you or where you're playing? You just take your money, don't you? Yeah, you do. I think the difference between the Super League and NRL is a bit different than what's happening over there because Manchester, like, just say all they want to do is pretty much, like, just say the top four teams, like, just say the Champions League, what they have now, like the top four teams out of everyone, just say there's, like, 20 of the best teams in the Champions they just want that as one league, yeah. Which is quite unfair because I mean, they all back the other, the lower, the lower four. There's no rele- there's no relegating and all that sort of shit. That's Promotion what they want. Yeah. Everyone, and because it's backed by um, billions, someone's already put in four hundred billion dollars. Billionaires, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just like obviously people want it. You still can't get crowds in that in there, so it's all like financially backed. So you can see why other clubs like Man United and and Barcelona want to do that kind of stuff. Bit different. The NRL Super League, which is, um, if you go way back, I mean, this, I mean, I've heard great stories from you know Bradley Clyde and Ricky Stewart when I when I got to um, sit down with them when I was at the Bulldogs because it only just happened. You know, mm. it was ninety eight, ninety nine. The league only just started to happen about ninety ninety seven was Super League, but it started like in about I think ninety five, ninety six. Rupert Murdoch come in. He had this great concept. You know what I mean? Like they, because he he was really he was living in the states, the NFL sort of thing. He really had that. So they had your own numbers, your own your IP. Every Nike sponsored the whole game, and it was just like it was. It's a really good. It was a great concept. Then obviously they wanted to bring teams in. The NRL. I'm just I'm paraphrasing here. Then the NRL went. You know what? Or the ARL went. No, it's not happening because. Like they want, they want their team. So it was, it was the ARL check, like all all their board versus all the new the big dogs in Super League. And then, so what happened? This was the main thing. So Chief Harrigan, so it was one team they needed. It was, and the Knights were, were they were they were going to go. So Chief got his whole, the whole team down on a bus and w- walked into NRL, ARL headquarters and signed them all up. If it wasn't for Paul Harrigan, it would have all been Super League. Yeah. And I've heard that from from Chief and everybody that played because he saved he saved the game. Yeah, right. Otherwise, it would have been Super League. So, I mean, me as a 16-year-old, I didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? I was just a young kid just coming out of school. The only reason why I chose the Hunter Mariners is because they had Nike gear. <laughs> I was a young little poor kid from Toronto West who's never had fucking Nike shoes, and I wanted Nike boots. Yeah. And you know what I mean? That, that was the difference. You know, the Knights had classic. Fuck that. I didn't want classic. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks. Nike is the shit, and then and then it happened, and then 
we had that one year in 97. We got to travel all around the whole around all around Australia. We got the same tracksuits. We got all the tra- the same gear as um you know first grade. It was a great experience. Then like you just then from that like we went down back to I went to the Bulldogs and then just like as I've already spoken about it. Bang straight to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But that just one year like you're flying with first grade players when you're only like 17 and I, I played from then I went from 17s to 19s which was great. But like it was a great concept. And it was it was it was a couple of moves. I reckon um, Nathan Brown and Paul Harrigan saved the ARL because mm. everyone was gone. They reckon people were going into the office, going, uh, you know. So just the game, just the game was like nowhere near professional. Just your average player, just say he's on you know eighty to hundred grand. Going in the next minute, they're offering him four hundred. I think Steve Edbed got Steve Edbed got 400. Uh. So then you got guys coming out and then going back into the NRL and then going to Super League. And then, like, you ended up with, like, seven-year deals on 800,000. So when Bradley Clyde signed a seven-year deal in 97, he was still getting paid in 2003. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, these guys, like, they, they absolutely killed it. And so they should, man, because, they, you know, the 90s was, like, you know, one of the pinnacle of the game. They bought... We brought it to mainstream. Everybody was like watching it. It was at its peak there, and that's why Rupert Murdoch sort of come in and knew that it was um, some. It could be a big business. And you know what? Actually, looking at looking at that from a player's perspective now, because I, I know I was coming through at that <laughs> stage as well, and so a lot of my mates they were just getting paid ridiculous amounts of money for blokes that probably you know weren't even going to play first grade. Yeah. It was just but. The money was so good that people were just jumping aboard. The difference, I guess, with the Super League and the Premier League is that these blokes are on a billion They're already on it, anyway. yeah. So that's it what no I mean. Difference. It just looks yeah. like a real – it just looks, looks very greedy. And just say, look, with soccer, like it's a, it's the biggest game in the world, you know yeah. what I mean? And the fans would be they'll, – they'll be causing rights everywhere. So I'm glad the, I'm glad they um, they turned it down. But I could see I could see Super League like in the NRL. It, could, it would have been great. Yeah, oh, well. I but should. money – Rules, man. You know what I mean? Either way, if it was just like Super League come in because all the old dudes on the ARL board were pissed off because they would have been out of a job. The Adelaide Rams. It's just a fucking gravy train, mate. They lost a lot of effort. They should have signed me the Adelaide Rams. I would have played for them for nothing. (laughs) Speaking of players moving from club to club, there has been a fair amount of player movement the last little while. Um, You put a tweet out about it's good to be an average halfback because there is a lot of money getting thrown around at the moment. I think... The, the most interesting player movement rumour at this point is TJ Perinara, the All Blacks halfback, mm. coming in and playing half the season for the Roosters. I don't know. Like, I, can't, I would actually love to see it happen. I just can't. Can you see it happening? I'd love to see just another, uh, like an All Black come over to Rugby League and try yeah. it. You know, because enough of us can get over and, and try our hand. Enough of us have, come, have gone over and been successful. Mm. Israel Flower, Sonny Bill, like Brad Thorne, gone over to your game, got to the pinnacle, played for the All Blacks, been superstars in that. We've never seen it reciprocated. And I can understand why. Like, why would you? You know, you're over, if you're an All Black man, you're a god over there. Why the fuck would you come over here Playing arguably the, the hardest rugby league comp in the world, you got a target against your head. Everyone's going to try and crush you, but like that's what happens when leagues leagues go over to union, and we still sort of we, a, lot, a lot of the league players still are successful over there. I'd love to see him come over here. He's got all the attributes. I've watched him play. His passing game is ten out of ten. He tackles well. He's just got to learn little nuances of the game. Where Robbo's going to be there. You're going to have Cooper Cronk. You're going to have all these other players around him. Like he's. Like, he's achieved a lot of things in rugby union, hasn't he? Surely, oh, he's—I mean, he's a seventy-test All Black. He's won World tight World Cups, but the thi- I don't like—I don't understand. Didn't a few years ago they had some sort of, you know, player fund or whatever where the NRL were going to top up? Like, surely having a current All Black come across to rugby league, open the checkbook, give the Roosters whatever they want. Like, you know, at the end of the day, if you're trying to encourage it, imagine the. People in New Zealand that are, it's a rugby country, sitting there and going, you know what? I'm actually going to watch TJ Perinara play. That's worth, that's worth box office. Let him, you know. don't think like that, do we? I mean, I, I think he could be a gun over here in the right system. Yeah. In the right, don't go to the Bulldogs. 
Nah. Don't go to North Queensland. Nah. Don't go to the Tigers. Don't go to the lower sides. Go to the Roosters. Play off the bench. Or in a Melbourne team. You know. you know what I mean? Like, just find you. Have a whole preseason. Oh, no, he's going to come over halfway. He's going to come straight away. I reckon he'd be fine. He's just going to – I don't think he's going to really – he's going to really struggle that much. You know, I just think he's got he's got all the skills. He can pass good. He can tap – as long as he can tackle good. Well, he, I mean, that's that's one of the things that's been interesting. There's a it's lot of like, difference. The defence is, is the only thing that he's going to have to pick up. Where he defends, he's defending there all the time. He's not hiding on short sides. Yeah. He's in the front line. And if he can't tackle, he's going to get found out. You can't play international rugby union and not tackle. Like it's, it's You can hide, but... It. Yeah, but I mean, Benji Marshall can hide. You know, all of these boys can hide. You can't hide playing in the middle. And he'd have to play in the middle. So. Do you reckon he's going to play in the middle? Well, they reckon he's going to play nine. Fuck and no. Don't put him at nine. I would never put him at nine. That's what they're signing him for. Well, maybe because that's probably the easiest way. Yeah. Because you don't have to really overcomplicate it. You go stay in the middle. And then, and then, and then, and yeah, and then you've got all the other senior players around there protecting you in defence. That's what mm. I'm saying. Like, he's a halfback. Yeah. But he cannot defend three in. No. Because he doesn't, he just he would be confused all the time. Be, yeah. But you'd hope to God that Robbo would be smart enough, and the people at the Roosters, and I think they are. If you're going to go to any club, I'd go to the Roosters. You'd be like, you know what? Let's just play him at hooker, play him off the bench, just play him off the bench. That's what. And be. even if even if even if he's like you push Victor Radley into hooker, and you put him and you just put him off the bench and just play, come in at first receiver, just run. Pass the ball, do you know what I mean? Being that connect, like a like a Victor, like like Victor Radley does, or like a Cameron Murray sort of thing, to a certain extent, because he's quick, he's got great footwork, and he can pass. You know what I mean? Maybe they'll figure that out. Well, people, I mean, and honestly, I mean, I, I, every well, not everybody, but people that listen to the show regularly know that I, you know, I grew up in the Eastern Suburbs, and I'm a Rooster supporter. I played juniors there, whatever. But I just think. Jake Friend's retired. I don't know how much money Jake Friend was getting paid, but Jake Friend is now not playing for the Roosters. So why can't TJ Perinara have the rest of Jake Friend's money? Just to get him in the game. Jake wants it. Jake can get paid too. I'm not saying he shouldn't no. get it. But like I just think we should we should really welcome this. This is terrible from Yes, I just stole your beer. You stole my beer. Um Yes, I just think we should um we should be really encouraging this. You know, like TJ Perinara. All black, great. Wants to come over, wants to test himself. You know what I mean? It'd be great for the game. Unreal. You know, I'd love like, to watch I don't it. He's not going to fail. The kid's no. a gun. Yeah. He's a natural player. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of similarities in the game. It's just, it's the defensive. It's a defensive um, decision. The system. And the system. It's a dis- different being system. Being able to tackle. Imagine if he, like, I'm pretty sure he can tackle. It's just like in. Where to be? In the right spot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, it's totally different. You know, a lot of, you know, union, they come up and slide. Totally different in yeah. the middle there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, a, there's a few little there's things. No but you have got people in that game and at and at the Roosters that can teach you shit. Mm. They can teach you everything. Like and you, in, in a union game, your, your back rowers are doing all your halfbacks defence anyway. So there's yeah, always, yeah. You, can, you can find ways to hide people in defence. You so. can easily defend him too in near, near a centre, but then like, and then just, just find ways to hide him. Mm. You know, and, and maybe he's just a ballsy little dude that just wants to get out and snap dudes. Yeah. Maybe you'll just pick it up straight away. Well, do you know what? Like Video after video after video, repetition, repetition, and you'll get better at anything. He, This is the thing that I think people should understand in terms of New Zealanders and New Zealand footballers especially are probably the toughest people I've ever known in my whole life. Yeah. And this is a bloke who plays off the bench for the All Blacks and leads the Harker. Now, you don't think Passion. that a bloke that leads a harker of probably the greatest sporting team in the world isn't respected and tough, yeah. please. I don't think, it. yeah. I'm not worried about him handling it no. at all. Like the physicality, the men, the mental aspect of rugby league, anything that they throw at him, nothing's going to be, is going to be too much. But well, I just, I just want him, I want him to come over. Same. Because and I, I don't, and I don't want to see him fail. Like I don't like it. We're gonna. You're probably gonna see a shitload of fucking league experts and ex player. He's gonna be this and this. Shut up. How about we just embrace the kid and go? You know what? Come over here and do your best. Hopefully you succeed. Let's just stop it with this union and league shit. The best thing as well for him is that he'll go from playing, you know, in at Twickenham and in, at Eden Park, and he'd get to play at stadiums like Bluebet, which is uh, very exciting because oh, it's a wonderful he's stadium. Play. He gets to play at Bluebet. So <laughs> That's this, a fucking eye-opener, that one. This week... Eden Park, 70,000, or you want to play at... Uh, Bluebet Blue Stadium. 
Blue Tongue Stadium in Gosford. <laughs> That's even better. Sometimes you get to play. Lyle Peacock in Toronto West if oh, you're playing that bad. If you, well, if you get dropped. <laughs> hey, don't get dropped, kid. <laughs> Wyong Ruse. Uh, all right, so the Panthers are playing the Knights at, I think, Blue Bet Stadium. That's the Thursday night game. Mm. Knights, I don't know, the Panthers... Knights. I, I, I hate the Panthers because they ruined my bet last he week. They fucking ruined mine too. We they all would have won. Yeah, I know. Panthers. Come on, man. That was Where was Nathan Cleary's... He ruined me the week before too. Where was his intercept you got pass? To, Cleary, if you listen, I know you're a big fan of the Massive show. Massive fan. And um, yeah, your intercept cost both of us last the week, or, before, the week before. And, and this now... Week, where's your intercept? Come on, dude. Just where's one your more try. Hey, Knights. One word, Ponger. If he's not on, he's got so much responsibility. Like if he if he is not on, they're done. He, what about him? They reckon he was shitting himself virtually through Literally. the whole game. Actually, and they didn't, I've tackled a couple of blokes when I'm playing, and you get see that they've shit themselves. Like you get smell it when you and you, their ass is in your face. And you're like, holy fuck, who's shit? And it's like down the side of your face, and it's just like. It's not actual shit, but it's like you can you, you know that dude is like oh the, he sharded about a hundred times. It's disgusting, mate. I'm oh. not t- I'm not even lying. That's happened to me about like twenty fucking times. And we- I'm telling you, any dude who's played the game knows he sharded. The boys are pissing themselves here, and I know oi, it's true, mate. We've been doing this. And for I reckon a while, it's been I reckon it's been some of my fucking teammates, Marco Mealy. I'm coming at you. <laughs> I love how you're actually naming names now. Oh, that, mate, because I, was... I remember specifically, I'll be running back in line going, who has fucking shit? Uh, who, of, who? Who of the modern era is most likely to shit? <laughs> in a game? Remember, remember Russell Packer just, just started pissing himself a couple yeah. of years ago? Yeah. Oh, well. This mate, has... I swear to God, yeah, I just remember like tackling someone around the legs and then like they'd, they'd go back to try and play the ball. Their ass is in your face and you're like... He's going to, hey, this dude has shit himself. I don't know what happened. This just degenerated so quick. Oh, uh, just tell me some truth, mate. <laughs> uh, Knights, any chance here? Um, they are a chance. I just think the Panthers have been um, been on such a high. But the Knights are the only team that beat uh, the Panthers in, 2000, in 2020. They've been the only team. Are they? Yeah. So um, they've got, but that's with Pierce firing and Pong. I just don't think, uh, the forward pack can handle it. Easily, and um, I'm still not sold on their halves. All their all their outside backs. I'm just like with Ponga's involved, but the, their whole game plan stop Ponga, stop Ponga, and then you you know you'll get you'll get the job done. Panthers know how to grind teams out. They grind, they grind, they grind. Even even the Broncos. If that was the the Panthers three years ago, Broncos probably would have got them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this is actually a really good game. This next game, obviously. Um the Rabbitohs are without Latrell Mitchell, but the Titans were woeful last week. And I don't know, the, the Knights of last year are kind of like the Titans of this year where they put a good performance on and then they serve mm, up dog shit and then they come You cannot get beat 36. What is it? 36 nil. Yeah. I mean, I know Toby Turbo makes a massive difference, but not 36, not nil. Nil. Like your four pack got dominated that much? And Fafita was knocking blokes for fun the week before, and he couldn't get any early ball. It was I'm like- telling you, man. Oi, I'm telling you, they cannot – they will not get out of the first round in the playoffs if they have those two halves. Yeah. I'm not sure what the answer is, but fuck me, can you at least bring Fafita – every time he's made line breaks, they have gotten Fafita onto the ball, isolated him one-on-one, and then he does his thing. Yeah. Don't give him early ball just for the sake of it. Because what happens when you give him early ball? You go up and then the halfback has got inside help and outside help. He's got two blokes from the inside trying to get him. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. much easier. But if you if you if you commit those guys on the inside and then you get to the halfback and then you fuck and then you let Fafita get onto him one on one, he's unstoppable. Mm. But they don't do it. They don't have they just don't they just don't do it. It's terrible. So like I'm just like I'm not sure if they're petrified of just going near the line, but like it's just it's pretty much basic. When they're going from the from the right side of the post, it's a two pass, dummy inside, block around it's just so predictable, it's mate. Predictable. When, and when you're gonna go against great defenses like like the Roosters, like South, like, like Penrith. Manly. 
Oh, like Manly. if they can't score, you can't get you around Manly, mate. You're going to be you're in big trouble, the mate. The, you're going to be in big, big trouble. So they're going to get they get they'll get the they'll get their business done by the rabbits. What? Because so you just is it? Yeah, they'll get their business the real, done. You know what I mean? The rabbits will win. The rabbits will get the business because, done. because yeah, I mean, like, look, I mean, you're going to have Latrell out, but they're going to go. You know, you put Alex Johnson at fullback, or you just you know stuff around here, and you just put someone else on the wing. Yeah. They got they got a lot of depth, mate. The good sides, and this is, and, and there's probably four or five sides in the comp that do it. The good sides will lose a big player, and they'll just make do. You know what I mean? Like the Storm lose Pappenhausen, and they put Nico Hines at fullback, and they go, all right, we're going to redo things. Yeah. So the Rabbitohs are the same. They Johnson's, put, like Johnson's back at fullback. They lost Mansour as well. They bring in Jackson Paulo. So yeah, the Rabbitohs. Not a big deal. Uh, the Eels versus the Broncos. What's going on with the Broncos? Why would they? Like, are they improving or do they – because I think if the Broncos can come out now and put a good performance on against the Eels, then they might start to give their fans some hope. If they come and they deal up some of the stuff that they've done earlier in the year, then everybody's going to jump off and worse because they like they have to – you talk about Pangai and how he has to back up one performance with another. Mm. He's found a spot and an edge now. He's going to play 80 on an edge, it looks like. That's his spot. Terrific. Don't change him. Now let him play like that. What yeah. about the Broncos? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the way they played. They improved a hell of a lot. Still not winning. You know what I mean? They still haven't got that. Like, bets aren't winning. No, but I mean, like, they just improved a hell of a lot. Doesn't say much for Milford. Yeah. Yeah, two little rookies. I mean, like, Dearden and... Um, Brody Croft. Brody Croft, didn't they? They look good. They look sharp. They look more energetic. It was mm. like Milford was sort of bringing, back. bringing the energy down. Mm. His body language, everything like that, so important for young halves. Because as I said last week, when you've got these young kids, they look up to you. They look up to you. They look at your body language. They look at how much energy you've got. And when you're giving them nothing, they'll give you nothing back. You know, these other kids were out there just like, you know, leading kick chases, doing everything right. So I just think, yeah, I don't know. I think the Eels, the Eels are too, you know, they're too good. They smoke. They fucking smacked the Raiders last week. Oh. Like that was, that was brutal. You know that when Ricky Stewart drops about half the team, he's not happy. Uh, the Who did he drop? Literally, well, he dropped Soliola. Um, did he really? He dropped um, Papali's on the bench now. He's brought Ryan James into the starting side. Um, wow. He brought Horsburgh in, the angry redhead. He's, um, yeah, it's. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't touched the back line. No, Sebastian Chris, but he's come in for Simonson. James, Simonson. so he's put Gula in, Ryan he's, James. Gula was good. Whitehead, Hudson Young, the back row hasn't really changed. He's moved Sutton now. He's pro, he dropped Big he dropped Papa. Like, big Papa's like... He dropped Tarpany. And he's done that. He dropped... Yeah, okay. He's out of the, he's out of the 17. So, I mean, he did well the axe, but... Um, Sometimes players need that. You know, he's got some uh, He's got some kids down there. I'm not sure if Big Papali deserves it. A couple of years ago, he probably deserved it, and then he come back. And I just think Ricky Ricky does this to kids. Well, man, I'm just saying, um, you know, he'll drop in. He knows he knows who to drop. You know what I mean? Like, he knows how much he can get. He can get the best out of Big Papa. Mm. He dropped him that one time. He come back with a vengeance and was the best forward in the last couple of years, the best front row in the couple of years. Maybe he, he, he needs that little bit of a rocket. Yeah, you know, um, you know, Dinama Salou played Queens. He played Origin last year. Mm. He's not even in this. He's not even in the twenty-one. No, he must have fallen right out of favour. Which is, I think, he was great last year. I but don't know. I, I know, but it's just like, I mean, but he's, he's put the broom through, and he hasn't put Lou. I don't know. He's, he's. I think he's a good footballer. But um, Joey Topine was like arguably one of the best forwards in the comp last year. He wouldn't have dropped him if he'd punched Crichton's head off. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't know. Like, Ricky, Ricky works off. in really, really weird ways. Uh, the Sharks playing against the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs were – they were brave. I don't even care about this game. Let's just go. They were brave, though. The yeah, Bulldogs. brave doesn't get you anything. No, it doesn't. Cowboys, Raiders. We just – well, Tigers – This I reckon this is the game. This is the only game. The Tigers-Eagles was the only game where I was like, oh, what are we going to do? Because the Tigers probably should have beaten – Massive effort. And and the Rabbitohs, like, they're, they're a genuine premiership team. The Seagulls aren't. They've had one game against the Titans out but didn't turn up. I think the Tigers are a big chance here. I didn't tip yeah. them or anything, but I should have probably. The producer yeah. stole my tip. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've backed the Eagles as well. I don't think 
Yeah, the Tigers are good, but I think Cowboys. I mean, um, South is just really shit. I'll hey, tell you. Sometimes you, when you when you're on a high, so when you're on the really big high, like just say like South, are really playing good football. Everyone's on a high energy. Then you play a team like the Tigers, who are really like bottom dwellers at this time, but they still are up for every game. You know what I mean? So it's it's very, it's hard to it's hard to gauge because it's. It's, it's such an even comp. If you're off, you're going to get done. Yeah. Even though we're talking about the last couple of weeks that salary cap isn't doing their job and, you, and, and you know players, teams are getting flogged, it's somehow sort of nearly evened up from last week, mm. isn't it? So rugby is just such a weird game. We're like, oh, it's such, such a difference. So Bronx nearly beat Penrith. You know what I mean? Like Power beats Canberra. So it sort of goes, all right, well, now we're sort of back to like fucking there's going to be some upsets. I'll tell you who I reckon. He's not getting the raps that I reckon he deserves is Josh Schuster, Schuster, Schuster from Manly. He's he's a fighter. Got to be related to Johnny Schuster. Son. Yeah, yeah. Got to be. The shoes. Shout so, out to Johnny Schuster. Do you know what? He He's a 5'8", apparently. They put him in the second row. He's near their best player every week. Well, that's what happens when you grow to about six foot three. Yeah. And 100 kilos. He's got skills. Yeah. He's a big boy. And, you know, he would have been one of those. And they're, they're the ones that really excel in the forwards. You know, when you when you come through the grades as a half, you know, you could play like especially five eight center, you would have been playing. Next to me coming to first grade, it's like, you know what, your skill level is very high, your football IQ is very high. Let's sit yourself on the right edge. Mm. You know, and that's what they've done with him. You know, and he'd probably be playing lock if it wasn't for Jake Trebojevic. Yeah. You know, so he's he's got that skill because you need those half you need you need your back row and especially on your right edge. You need a really sk- high skill highly skilled back row, and he's that. So he's been um yeah, he's been a, a bright light. Tell me about Tell me about Tom Draboyevic doing what he fucking did on the weekend. Is how? He, is he the most important like in terms of one player? Yes. Is he the most yes. important player in the comp in terms of the, yep. the 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 emphasis that that team has on him? What about that? Yeah. I think phenomenal. I think would you who else would you guess? Who like, I, I I thought it was Ponga, the Knights win four. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. like, well, not four, but they were competitive. I think they won two or three yeah. without Pong. And you're like, okay, he comes back. They still lose one. He's, he's, he starts to find his feet last week. Manly are so bad without this kid. But they were so bad. Like, like, you, you, take, you take Pappenhausen out. You take uh, Teddy out. It doesn't out. matter. Yeah. You'll be fine. You can, make, you can make yourself, you know, you can, you can be competitive, but not with him, not without him. It's like Manly are in the dressing room going, we can't win without It's like being words. under it's 10 like going, going, shit. Oh. Willie Mason's not there. Well, he's not here. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Please come back down to 10. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, tell, tell me about the Roosters, Dragons, Anzac Day game. Because it's, I mean, it is probably one of the biggest yeah. days of the calendar. It's, you know, they always get a huge crowd. It's, yep. you know, there's, there's so much emotion attached to Anzac Day as a whole. But this game... I don't know. It seems to just be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You played in it, yeah. It's um, it's 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 a privilege to get to to play in it. You know, like I played in in you know seven or eight ANZAC Tests, Australia versus New Zealand. That was like that's the cream, but like just it, it's, it's a different feel. You got the Roosters jersey on. You know they wear the light blue ones. The reason why they do you know why they wear the white light blue? The Roosters, ones? yeah, because that's what they used to wear. Time, well, because they didn't have the money to dye them dark blue, so that was oh, it. Back yeah, the, oh, back yeah, in the day, right. like yeah, so. Yeah. That's like you get this history knowledge about like everything, so that's why they wear the light blue, and you know what I mean. Like it's it's very special, and you, it's just everybody's got some sort of connection to to the world. You know, World War One, World War Two, all this kind of stuff, Anzacs and stuff like that. It's 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 surreal. Like there's the jets fly over. It's a day game. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like it's just the, you know you get the hair standing on the back of your head, the crowd's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like you have that extra that extra level. That's why those games, some of these games have been like they've been some of the best games in the last ten years. You know the Dragons really really step up. Yeah, but the Roosters, um, yeah, that's why the jerseys are like that. We, I, I didn't know when I was playing against when I was watching it when, in the early two thousand. I said, like, why is it like blue? And then they said, "Oh well, that's back in there." But they didn't have the money to have it the dark blue because the light. So that's all they had was light blue. Mm. So there's a little bit of knowledge for you people out there. Um, yeah, but it's such a special game. 
And it sucks that it's not on the Anz- Anzac Day because we're not doing it this year. Are we? No, it is. It's on Anzac. Is day. it the Anzac Day? Yeah, yeah, it's on the Sunday. Yeah, so it's on the uh, it's on the Sunday. Yeah. And then what they've done the last probably ten years is followed up with the Storm Warriors, which is always a cracking game. And I will tell you what, the Warriors. That's how much I know because like how many days I've lost. It's been a big weekend. There's no question <laughs> you know William, <laughs> that it has been. Uh, we've had you know a few. What? We've had a few. But look, I think that Storm Warriors game too. They play that down at Amy, and they do the, and that's the night game. And it just, I don't know, the the roll from one to the other just is really. Um, I remember, and the news, yeah, and that's that's huge, because the Warriors, you know, they had that, you know, they're Anzacs as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so it means a lot to that to those guys as well. They got. Grandparents and great grandparents have felt um, that fought in wars, and it's it's a special it's a special special round, man. It is, it is, you know, because you don't know how many players out of you know all these kids that have represented, you know, like um in the in the world wars and stuff like that. It's yeah. fucking, it's it's surreal, you know, like people's grandparents and shit like that. Great grandparents that fought in that. They still, or, or even if they passed away, got medals. Mm. You know, it's like fucking. It, it, it touches your heart. And actually, crazy. while we're talking about Anzac Day, just a big shout out to all our return servicemen and women. And you I know, love the Anzacs. It's um, it's an amazing day of the year, not because it glorifies war, but just because we remember those. We remember, that yeah. Gave their lives or their family have given lives for, for for what this country is today. I always so. go to the Anzac Memorial like in the morning. Yeah, dawn it's crazy service in the is dawn good. service. It's like wow, that's surreal, man. All right. That'll be our Twitter game too. Um, we'll probably watch it this week. <laughs> well, I'm off the piece for a while. Ah, oh, please. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's Neil from The Green Room here, and if you like this podcast, then maybe you'd like other handshake agency shows like, I don't know, don't want to brag, but maybe The Green Room Podcast. I'd say swipe up, but you're listening to this, obviously, so maybe when you're done with this episode, just swipe back to thepodcast.com.au and hit The Green Room tab. I'm sorry, there's no easy way to word that, but the show is much easier to listen to this than the instructions I'm giving right now, I promise. So, um, thanks for your time. Willie's Big Boy. I still can't get used to it. Yeah, it's hilarious, isn't it? Uh, So, what we've done this week is we've ruled Jason Taumalolo out of the voting. I was going to. I thought he got three votes. He was going to get three. Got about four thirty Saturday, Sunday. He was getting three. <laughs> Who Easily. we got, Will? Um, big Tui Kamakamitha with three points. A big Kama Chameleon. Big Kama 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 Chameleon. Sixty minutes, seventeen hit ups, one hundred forty three meters. It was just. It was phenomenal what he did, and you know, like the. It's the opposition, the Roosters. The Roosters got a formidable pack, mate. They go good. They do everything good. Like, even though, like, just say if the Roosters are missing big names and everything like that, they got, they do everything. Their, their defensive systems, they don't really let any forward over 100 metres. They try not to. And this big boy, he's been, he plays 63 minutes in the middle. And he, he's been playing off the bench. So, mm. like, a tremendous effort from this kid here. Plus, they got the win, so... Yeah, it was, a, it was a big effort from him. Um, two points, big Tom Burgess. Wasn't going to give it to him because I just thought the, you know, West Tigers have been pretty poor, but their pack's all right. But, I mean, I'd, I, I'd give it to him because it was – they were going to, like – was it going to go to, like, golden point? And he scores a fucking 25-metre try. Yeah. And seals it. That is just clutch. Well done, Burgie. 52 minutes, 19 hit-ups, 206 freaking metres. You know what I mean? Like, the tackles, well over 20, 30 tackles, mate. It was just, it was, but that's that last play. Mm. That last play, regardless of the, you know, the the last try, he just, he was dominating the middle there. So, last vote, Isaiah Papali'i has been playing brilliant for the Eels. Hey, the Warriors didn't want him. Yeah. Didn't want him. He's a beast. He, he's a he's a beast. He's been one of their best players. He's been an animal this year. Just a few stats here: eighty minutes, sixteen hit ups, one hundred fifty six. And when you got a back row, sixteen hit ups, one hundred fifty six. Man, he's not taking he's not taking um, kickoffs. He's not taking. Yeah, not he, easy, you know what man. I mean. He's not taking the. I wouldn't say easy meters, but just that you know the twenty meters, which is you know you still got to got the con. You still got to get that contact. But he's doing that. So he's averaging what. 
you know, nearly 10 metres of carry mm. on a right edge. So he's been a beast. Um, the tackles, let me get to that. He made some tackles too. Did he good. make tackles? He made a couple. Like 36 tackles. That's fucking Did monumental, mate. So, um, well done. Most of you guys, I mean, like I do, I actually did watch all the games on Monday, so I know who you played against. And um, most of you, most of the big boys have been going, they've been going outstanding. What unfortunately went wrong today, I, I had bought a shirt that we were going to give to the winner of the big boys uh, with Baz, the hero of quarantine, and the Tiger King embracing each other on a shirt. Yeah, and what it, happened? Well, it turned out to be a crop top, so... Uh, I don't think we can, in all good seriousness. How did give you that. get that? I don't know. I don't know. I like. I'm not very good at internet shopping. Is what it comes down. How to. do you but order a crop top? It didn't say it was a crop, a crop top, top, boys. It didn't say it was a crop top. I didn't. It said shirt. It came up. It would be lucky to get past my. And nipples. he's got the Tiger King sure and Big Barry. Yeah, sure your wife and it had a rainbow and, and, and background. It was like, and it's like tie dye. Can you imagine? It's me, one of the fucking worst shirts I've ever seen. Can you imagine me presenting that to Junior Paulo? We can't no, give thanks. that to Junior Paulo if he or wins. Or any it. of them. Any of them. Uh, Tao Malolo. He got three points. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are going now to go into what is fast becoming my favourite segment because the producer can't win. Bet right with betting site. Harry, where are you? Back in Sydney, lads. Here he is. Had a big week up in Townsville. Yeah, we're back in Sydney. So, as you can see. Well, I can't see, Harry, because no one's turned the computer on. But I can hear your dulcet tone. So, that's that's kind of the same thing. Mate, uh, I I actually was very, very disappointed. There you are. Look at that. Are you wearing a T-shirt? Dress up, son. It's a big day. I know. It's Thursday. Uh, (laughs) Mate... I, I was very disappointed that my bet got knocked off on Thursday night, as was William. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like we all had a bludger. What, what, where'd you fall over? Yeah, first leg. First leg? Yeah, for, yeah, I think we we're all on the first leg. All right, so we're no longer betting on Thursday night games. That's the rule? Yeah. Because yeah. I, don't, I can't handle that level of disappointment early on in the weekend. Right, let no, me it's tell a long you, weekend after that. The it's, weekend that Willie and I had was... Disappointing on Monday. I don't need disappointment <laughs> from Thursday. Been kicked in the guts. Oh, Monday. it's been a tough week. Uh, a big so, shout out to Willie with his tip for Manly last week. I mean, we we're all knocked over by Thursday, but that was a genius bit of punting. Exactly. Well, I knew that. It would, but yeah, <laughs> knew that. I yeah. knew that. He knew. Lo- he knows lots of things. That might be no. Uh, so Harry, I've gone this week. I have taken in. The Raiders to cover the line with Ricky Stewart sacking every single player he could find. I figure they have to respond to that. I'm taking the Roosters 1-12 to because I think the Anzac Day game is always close. I'm taking the Storm 13+, plus because I've never heard of half of the Warriors' back line. And I'm taking the Queensland Reds head-to-head. Mm. Tell me All what right. a wonderful okay. bet Okay, so looking at the Raiders' line, tell me... A nine and a half. That's a skinny line. So really like that for you. Also trawling through. Roosters one to twelve. They've won sixteen of the last twenty, I believe it is, at the SCG. So to bet against the Roosters is brave. Correct. Um so I think I think you're on there. Storm He's a brave man. Plus. That that feels too easy. And yeah, the Reds. That's gonna give you a return of five hundred and ninety eight dollars net. Who's winning the super rugby? Reds. Oh, you and your gimmies. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. At least I put my own bets on. Yeah, but I mean, at Neds, they're going to give you nearly 600 bucks back. You, you, must, you must be confident in that. I'm confident. I'm confident that we're going to – we've had a couple of bad weeks, to be honest. It was all well, going we've got to so bounce well. back. We're I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's Cleary's fault. Two weeks in a row. It is. 100%. Cleary curse. There takes, you go. Oh, fuck you, Nathan Cleary. I'm all for it. I hate him. Uh, let's get to my bet. All right, let's get to your bet. All right, Titans at the line, the six and a half line. Okay. Right. Mm. Mm. It's Panthers. To cover the 16 and a half. To cover the 16 and a half line. Oh, that's brave. Mm. Ruben Garrick, anytime try scorer. And Storm 13 plus. We've yeah, really like those back. last two legs. Um, you saw with Trebojevic back. It engages the wingers. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just everyone becomes a threat. 
Mm. Um, and when Trebojevic was at his best two years ago, Garrick scored a ton of points yeah. out there on the left side. Funny fact, the Titans have not beaten the Rabbitohs on the Gold Coast since 2009. Jesus. Yeah, so. And the, the Rabbits were really shit really back then as well. They've been really, they've, they've scored set, they've scored 35 points a game in their, in their couple of home games that they've had. So maybe they bounce back because they were dreadful last week. Oh. And Panthers at the 16 and a half line. What do you think about that? Quite torn about that. I, I would go the Knights at the 16-and-a-half-point line. I just think there's going to be some games where Penrith sort of, yeah, not so much. I don't know. Okay, we'll call it what it is. They'll take the foot off the gas a little bit. I mean, the Knights are missing a ton of guys, but they've got a competitive side, a pretty competitive side out there. I think they're pretty confident too. I think they're confident with, um, with, with, with the Penrith team. I don't know what it uh, is. And, and they're at home they, too. They, 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 they were the last time to beat Penrith. Yes. Last team to beat Penrith or something Here's like the that. Thing, other Harry. than Melbourne. Other than Melbourne. This week you've got the Sydney Opera House over that left shoulder of yours. Last week you had a, a an Andrew Johns uh, jersey. So I feel like you're being slightly led by your love of the Knights when you think that the Panthers won't pump them by 7-8. Well, I said, well, you know, well, I guess that's only three tries. So that's that's more than... I reckon it'll be close. I, I reckon the Panthers, I think, I think the Knights will get it. What about if Ponga shits himself again? In the game, literally, literally, and someone slips on it. Uh, all right, the producer has gone with the Rabbitohs into the Tigers, into the Roosters, into Clint Gutherson as an anytime try scorer. All right, yeah, mm. uh, Tigers will give him some value there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can get as much as two dollars seventy-five in the head-to-head market for the Tigers this week, depending on who your bookmaker is. Rabbitohs, I've actually gone the Rabbitohs as well. Um, I and going against the producer, so you're going to love that, Ian. Um, I've actually gone the Eagles as well. So me and the producer are we're we're head to head. And are we backing with the same betting company? Who we got in each of those? No, I've actually because of the two different last legs in mine. I've actually got the better value with Bet Three Six Five. So the producers with Ladbrokes. So. Gutherson, anytime try scorer, I actually love that bet. Um, he's just unbelievably fit in any half. He does. All, yeah, he's always yeah, in the he's middle. Just, he's just there. Like He's just an absolutely fantastic chance to score a try every week. I love him as an anytime try scorer bet yeah. in any game. You're going to win more than you lose. I'll tell you what, I'm actually probably happier to be bet 365 because you just talked up how the Roosters have – won 16 of the last 18, and yet you've got the Dragons in there, Harry. Yeah, I just I just like the Dragons um, in this game. I know, and I've, and I've said on bettingsite.com.au this week that it's not wise to bet against the Roosters at the SCG. But I just... I no, just they, never, that, they haven't lost for ages, have they? <laughs> ages is a... That's a technical... What's that, like, like 15 games? 27 yeah, I, years. They haven't yeah. lost there since 1870. Yeah. Two. The Roosters team sort of chops and changes from week to week a little bit at the moment. The Dragons have got plenty of continuity. They were a bit flat last week. Um, the, the four weeks before that, they were score high. I just get the feeling that they might be the value better the round. I don't know. Just, it's just purely on a hunch. All right, Harry. Well, I'll tell you what. I think that... This week, we are going to get two. Here's a prediction, hit prediction. We are going to get two up out of the four. There's my prediction. What, what odds can I get on that from bettingsite.com? Uh, two to one. Perfect. Mate, you thank go. you very much. I hope that your uh, your Knights don't get flogged by too much. But no, I hope they, won't. they get beat. Well, maybe we do want them to get flogged. I reckon they might win. That's well and truly on. Maybe we yeah. do want to see them get flogged. Yeah. All yeah. right, mate. Come on, we'll, Ponga. Leave the toilet paper. Get the quilt now. <laughs> Righto, Harry. We'll see you next week, Thanks, mate. Harry. Thanks again. That's good. Thanks, guys. Legend, mate. Thank you. Do you know what we've done this week, William? What's that? We have gambled so responsibly. I am. And so should everybody else. Yep. Betting right at betting. Oh, bet right at betting site. Or betting right. You can Just bet. bet right. Just bet. Just bet right. 
All right, I'm not going to read out all the tips because you can find them on our social media pages. We've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, Everything. we've got Twitter. We're really good at Twitter, as we proved last week. So get on there. The producer wants me to read those out, but I won't because he's in front and he is a... Uh, FYI, the producer is winning on about, what, three sites? Oh right, all right. Oh, right. So he's winning our he's winning our one. You're on what the, the Telegraph one? Telly, SMH, SMH. One in front. The Raw, I'm equal. The Raw is equal, and he's obviously dominating the take. Dominate, so, settle down. Hey, this is the, this is the only one that fucking matters, mate. Because yeah. I reckon I'll get him at the end of the year. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut every now and then, it's William. Not, you guys are paying for lunch this year. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to the headline now in the sort of the, the glow of TJ Perrinar. We spoke about it earlier. Um, you obviously, you, I never thought of you before. You're a cross-code superstar. You've mm. played rugby union and rugby league at the top level. Uh, Willie Mason says he should have been a rugby union player. Now, that, that was while you were still playing for the Knights, actually, but... I'm just going to read a little quote from this. Uh, <laughs> if I could see in the future, which no one can, I'd probably go to union. Very good that you can not tell the future. That's why you see so many guys working their ass off to be an all-black. As soon as you get an all-black cap, bang, see you later. You get a million dollars over in Japan. You've played five minutes in the all-blacks, but it doesn't matter. You're an all-black. I wouldn't come to leave either. Why would you? It's physical. It's hard. Every week it's 26 rounds. You don't get paid as much as when you can just F around in France or Japan, bash all the Japanese guys around and earn a few million dollars for 14 games. Mm. Now, never a true word spoken, but do you well, say that in the press, William? Is well, that I obviously did. <laughs> I love reading these. It reminds me of all the things it's you've said. It's fucking hilarious, isn't it? When I, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I still stand by it. I can't really take it back. That's as, as exactly how I felt. I mean, like they're not even. I'm not even. They're not even paraphrasing. It's exactly what I said. Yeah, Whatever they don't, you just said. Yeah. I'm just like you know what. In my mindset, I was like, you got to understand, man. Like rugby union, you can play in South Africa, you can play in Argentina, you can play in Australia, Japan, Italy, France, UK. What about like just say just say ten big comps where you can just you can just you can. You can play all around the world. And even in the US now. Fucking Matt Giddo's over there. He's 38 oh, years old and he's so still killing fun. it. Yeah, you so see, you still think a 38-year-old from in, in rugby league could go over there and, and, I mean, in rugby, you know what I mean, and have start somewhere like that? You just can't do it. So you playing the best comp in the world. Australia, New Zealand, England, maybe France or something, you know, like oh, whatever. You have to dominate. Just be one of those players and dominate it and you can just fucking play wherever you want. They know it. The union players know it. You know what I mean? It's so hard playing. We've got two comps. Why the fuck would you come over here? Yeah. we got two comps out of out of like, it's, it's ridiculous. NRL and you know? Super NRL League. And, Super yeah. League. and all the best are here. Yeah. Everybody's here. All the top dogs are here. You know, you can play in the Super Rugby or something like that. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking done with this. I'm going to go to Japan. Yeah. Get a million dollars for 12 or 13 games. And fucking, it's not that hard. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the Because the more people that play the game, the talent goes less and less and less and less. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, if you put, if you flood the talent pool, the competition goes lo lower and lower and lower. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not speaking fucking like an, an, an idiot here. I'm just I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? You play you play in all black. You play five tests. You can go and play in France and get a million dollars a year, and it's nowhere near as hard as this comp over here. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's not. They just got the beauty of playing in about ten or ten or fifteen comps. You can go playing. You play in Japan. You can play in like in in the English comp. Italy's got a comp. Everyone's got a comp. It's Spanish. not like there's a Spanish. There's comp. a Spanish go comp. So you know you can play in the US comp. You mm. know like Gitz and that. Well, Gitz was going to retire. Do you reckon Rick Stone read this interview? Because that was it says here the 33 year old has a one year remaining on his Newcastle Knights contract. Do you reckon Rick Stone read that and said, you know what, go and play Union? He robbed you. Nah, fuck! I didn't give a shit what he said. 
He robbed you. I was just, I was just doing an honest interview. Yeah, because I think back in, if I had my time again, as I said, if I could uh, read the future and all that sort of shit, um, like I probably would have went to union when I was like, in, I had meetings with Eddie Jones and what is it, uh, Henry, the uh, All Blacks coach. Yeah, back when I was in my early twenties, man. Mm. You know what I mean? But I wanted to achieve everything in in um, in rugby league. Then I got a major foot injury, and that sort of just went pear shaped. But, like, I know I'm built for fucking number, a number six or a number eight. Mm. Trust me. I don't think Union really would have fazed me that much. I would have loved to be a Union player. I've got nothing but respect for a Union. Mm. And I love the way they play. You know, when I went to Union, they put me in fucking number 12. Are you serious? Yeah. That's stupid. I mean, like, stupid. I, you know, like, I could be a six or an eight. I would have been, I would have loved the way, because I love the way Union's played. And I know I would have been good at it. You would have. I kept saying that. When you were playing 12, it made me feel sick. Well, I think just, that's that's the easy option. Just say with TJ Perinara coming over here, it's like, let's just put him in the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, let's – because Sonny Bill went over there, like, let's put him at 12 and just like mm-hmm. – like, no, I'm fucking – Sonny Bill's Sonny Bill. All right. Well, let this, this headline probably won't get you stabbed in Hull, which is better than last week. So that concludes this week's episode of The Take. We will be back uh, – in your view on Sunday for the Storm versus the Warriors, Twitter, for the Twitter sphere, that's a thing, the yeah. Twitter sphere. It is yeah. a Twitter sphere, isn't yeah. it? I'm, I'm Mr. Social Media now. Uh, so follow us on that. Uh, rate, review. Rate, review. Do everything. Do it all. Do it th- all those things I have to say every week. Thank you, Bet right at betting site. Well oh, done, guys. Nice plug. Hey. Good plug at the end. Listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 